With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of Screen Heroes and Echo Station here on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am Derek, your regular host on Screen Heroes. Uh, Ray is out this week, but I have with me my longtime co-host, Ryan. And best friend. Yeah. And best friend, Ryan. Hi. And my lovely co-host. And um, I am lovely. And we have a special guest host of Echo Station. I'm your special irregular friend, Ian. Hi, Ian. Hi. And Chris could not be with us. No, she is sick. So oh, unfortunately... Wow. There's a sickness going around, apparently. Yeah, um, and they didn't even come in contact with each other. That's how intense things are. It's bad. Um, but we are doing a special episode to talk about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine: The End of a Saga. Uh, no news this week. We're going to jump right there into it. There was news, but we're not talking about yeah, it. Literally nothing happened this week. <laughs> Everybody knew that <laughs> Star Wars was coming out, so yeah. we just sat around and um, waited. Hello, but happy Cats holidays. Also came out. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, happy holidays. Whatever holiday you, uh, you believe in or Is so this the episode celebrate? before your holiday break? Well, I don't, um, we're not really doing a holiday break because oh, we're okay. doing this episode. Yeah. So we're we're good, but this episode is being dual released on the Screen Heroes and Echo Station feeds. So and HBO, HBO Max also, <laughs> and HBO Max, uh, Peacock actually right. is what um, <laughs> we want to be next to the office. And uh, this episode is actually going to be coming out on December twenty third, which is a Monday because it's a normal yes. Echo Station day. And then um, of course we'll also be sharing it on Thursday, the normal Screen Heroes day, so you can come and listen to the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'll just. We're just going to do your spoiler warning now. I don't want to have to mm-hmm. worry about it. So if you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, you might want to stop. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, so not a lot to talk about from a box office perspective yet. Of course, we only have the Thursday nights in brought in 40 million Thursday night preview domestically, which actually puts it fifth all time. But it's behind both the or the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. So they've kind of incrementally decreased since they came out, but uh, it's still tracking to be somewhere between around 170 to 200 million opening weekend, which is lower for Star Wars, but is still pretty impressive for a movie. All right. How do we want to kick this one off, guys? Where it's a tough we, one. It's, it's, it's tough. Like, where do you start? We could kind of go through the film because I do have some thoughts about the opening of the movie. If you guys want to start there, we can go through segments. Sure. Let's um, do that. Do, Let's just watch really see where the conversation. Neither of you play Fortnite, right? 
No, because I'm not 12. Okay, but so, I do know about what you're about to talk about. Okay, so the can do you have you seen it? Do you know like have you read what it is? I it's did like not watch skin, it or right? anything. I just read that no. it was basically the thing that was hinted at in the opening crawl was explained in a tie-in in Fortnite. What was the thing in the crawl that that's referring to? Emperor Palpatine. His returning. return? Okay. Yeah. If you, you Obviously, at this point, if you're listening, you've probably seen the movie. In the crawl, it says, rumors have started that Emperor Palpatine has returned. And that's not something you do in the crawl. Like, that right away, I was like, mm, that's something that is a major, huge plot point that should be in the movie, not well, in the crawl. Well, and it explains, the fact that it's in the crawl totally explains why the the final trailer straight up just has him talking to Kylo in it. Um, which I wanted people to know that going into it. Right, that that itself wasn't a spoiler, like, right. it's just a fact. Um, so, Ian, and for anybody else who doesn't know, so Fortnite had a special event with J.J. Abrams where it was a live event inside the game of Fortnite where they showed stuff footage clip something that's unique and exclusive to that event so it wasn't in the movie it was not in the movie it was apparently what ryan was saying here is it showed the return of palpatine um or it explained it something or, something about it yeah i don't th- i don't know if it was actual footage but it was definitely like okay uh, you know something more information somehow it's a that. it's weird i can tell you just from my personal perspective i don't like that that's a thing that a a game that has a that you have to like be playing gets you exclusive access to content for a film. That's a major plot point for one of the biggest films. of all time. It's a slippery slope. I don't like where that's headed because how, how long until like an entire show or film is just released inside of somebody's other media. How much do you think Fortnite had to pay for that? Fair question. Now, Ian, you're right. They did get some other star Wars stuff. There's some skins mm-hmm. and different things um, that are, that are in Fortnite as well, but, but also the, they've done Marvel tie-ins. So this right. is a Disney partnership that they've had for a while. Mm-hmm. And you know, those aren't as time. This was a straight, straight up live one time event in game. And um, I, I just think that that opens some doors that I'm not personally thrilled about you know Fortnite is free to play right so it's not like there's a payment entry there that you have to have a console right right um uh, to really it's, it's free on pc so you don't have to it's free on pc too yeah yeah so, yeah, so you have to have a, a, some type of device that it's compatible with right um but uh there are other games that aren't so if this you know is working in Fortnite, how long until something with a paywall starts right. doing something like that. And that's not great, but I don't think we should spend too no. much time talking about Sorry, that. let's move on. So the opening the opening starts very, very quickly. It's right? very like just boom. Right. There the, it is. the Falcon is going very, very fast. They're trying to pick up some information really quick. Um and then they do these light skips. Which has never been explained in any Star Wars movie ever. No, it is something out of Star Trek, though. Right, but this is not Star Trek, so it's not been in any Star Wars movie. <laughs> no, but people like to, co- to compare light speed and warp drive, so I was just okay continuing that but how did you guys feel about the light skips i wasn't mad at it i mean jj said you know in the beginning that there's going to be some stuff in this movie that's going to be controversial to some star wars fans whether it be force powers or new characters ships you know abilities whatever it may be so going into it i had an open mind of what to expect so seeing that i was like that's kind of interesting and cool didn't really bug me anything it didn't you know it was fine i guess i mean it didn't really stand out as a bad thing or a good thing it was just kind of a weird choice to start the movie off as a whole like the first 20 minutes of the movie are spent retconning everything that happened in the last jedi so you know that was a little weird for me but 
Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a, it was a very quick opening. Usually the Star Wars films don't open that like Well, the entire intense. movie is that way. That's the thing. That's fair. Is like it seems like it was edited by somebody that was high on cocaine the whole time because <laughs> it was a very yeah, there quick... was there was something I complained at the end of the movie about to my girlfriend that went with me was that it it there was no breathing room, right? Which is a weird complaint for a movie, but you don't realize that you need to have character building moments in space, you know, yeah. space to just kind of let things happen and air out. Um, and this movie had almost none of that, and it was it. I felt it at the end. I was almost. I don't want to say I was exhausted, but I was definitely worn out at the end of the movie. Yeah, it it's a it's on the shorter side, like compared to like the Last Jedi, for example. And I feel like it does more. It felt longer to me than it than the Last Jedi. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. See, it yeah. didn't for me. I I think maybe it's just because of my my feelings towards the Last Jedi. I just wanted that movie to end, and it felt like it was never going to. But um, this one felt like it moved. It was just moving very quickly all the time. For the right amount the of stuff too. they had in this movie, they could have added maybe like 15, 20 more minutes of just I something. Don't, I mean, unless it was like space, like the airing out type space. of scenario. Uh, you know, I they already tried to do so much in this movie. You know, I, I would if they added 15 or 20 minutes, it's fine as long as those are moments that like are really important. That's what, yeah, I don't want just, like, frantic, random, you know, white like speed random jumps. random canto bite scenes. I want, you know, something worthwhile. Slowing it down would have been nice. You know, maybe maybe have some more shots of, of cuts to ships flying or mm-hmm. something like they used they did in the older films, just to slow it down a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess we can move on from that, though. So, I guess what happened next chronologically in the film? Kylo grabs the Sith Finder. So is yep, that a thing? Finder, yeah. yeah, is that a thing in Star Wars lore? No. So yes, at least and not no. in the stuff I've seen. Maybe it is in the animated series where it's Ian's better at it. So they have Sith holocrons, and right, and, this is not a holocron. Though. No, it was shaped like a holocron though. And when I was looking at it, I'm like, that's a holocron. They're like, no, it's not. I'm like, it's a holocron. <laughs> so Ish. Sith holocrons, you can hide maps, you can hide, you know, a bunch of stuff, whatever you really want in a holocron. So, but holocrons are canon, so why wouldn't they have just called it a holocron if that's what it was? Because they also renamed the Sith homeworld twice. One now. of the Sith homeworlds, yeah, twice now. One of them, right? They, they just keep adding Sith homeworlds. Yes. Um. So I guess the Sith like to shop around for homes. <laughs> Each one has a different home. Yeah, right. it's really it's their summer home and, and uh, different climates. Yeah, right. Like a skiing resort. <laughs> their summer home, their home. Yeah, exactly. Um. So I, I mean, he's just going like just slaughtering all these i guess keepers of the sith wavefinder thing i don't know what you want to call them. yeah he was just kind of killing really off what random people no, yeah he was just slicing them down and mowing them down it was cool i mean yeah one thing about this movie was all the action scenes were pretty well done mm-hmm. i didn't have an issue with really any of them and um you know there was the lightsaber combat was well executed which it isn't always you know true uh, and that whole scene was I mean, as frantic as the movie was, it was cool. It was, mm-hmm. it yes. was a cool scene to watch, and seeing him stand above all those, you know, corpses that he had just killed was neat. Um, although I still find Adam Driver really hard to believe as a badass of any kind, and so that that's fair. I mean, but it's been that way since episode seven. So, you know. yeah, I will say going kind of down the the thread of the visuals, I do think that everything else aside the visuals were really solid across the board the cinematography just in general yeah yeah i really think they like technically did a good job with that in the that aspect of the film were really good too mm-hmm. i never really saw there wasn't a moment where i was like that's not so good looking but... there, there was one um one moment on the the desert 
uh, on the speeder that they're on in the desert where they do a close up of Ray and the, the background looked kind of funky. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I don't know why it did. It was that one shot. I mean, they that filmed was an actual desert. A lot of that. So the Wadi Rum Desert. Yeah, yeah. So, right. I mean, and maybe that was a different like I a, wonder if it was maybe the, the heat from maybe. like the, the sand causing it to like warp a little bit or something. That's why like that I don't I don't want to say like it was bad green screen because it, it didn't it might not look, have been green it screen. didn't look like that. It just looked off. But it was that one shot and then the rest of the movie I thought looked really clean. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm seeing it tomorrow. So I'm going to I'm going to look out for this tomorrow when I see it. Um, I also like to call that planet where Star Wars goes to Burning Man. <laughs> because that's, that's not bad <laughs> i'm like oh this is, and they're all like you know jive and everything now this it makes fun. sense why lando is there actually yeah, right. it's all coming together now um well okay so let's not gloss over palpatine though so palpatine is papa back. palpatine papa palpatine grandpa palp um <laughs> palpy so okay so a couple of things with this um i discovered today i didn't know this that in actual canon comic books that Disney calls canon, I know exactly what you're going to bring up. It was confirmed that Palpatine created Anakin. It was yep. Anakin's you didn't know that? father. I didn't know that was canon after the acquisition and stuff. I didn't really know oh, if yes. that was a thing. He influenced the midi chlorines and Shmi's womb. And here's the I thing: I like to think of it as he used the Force to do it. I don't like thinking about midi chlorines. Well, <laughs> right, um, but. It gets a little more complicated because from a DNA perspective... Okay, we're not going to get into this. We, I think we have... I, I want no, to make it clear that Anakin is Palpatine's son. I think that's important. It's Except there was no DNA exchanged. Like, we don't we know don't how know the that. Force works. We don't know how the Force works. We don't know... We know that he used the Force to create his son. That doesn't mean that he's a biological son. But... You're assuming a lot of things well, with that. Well, here... What I'm, what, what I'm assuming is the science behind a spontaneous pregnancy, which creates a genetic clone of the mother. Right. But we don't know how the force works. So we maybe, you know, the, the, we, who knows? I think trying to discuss DNA <laughs> and from a magical force that can create a baby inside of a womb is not really that worth arguing about. I think it's important because we have more incest in Star Wars in this movie, and I just think it's weird. Maybe. I mean, we don't I just know think it's, weird. it's a biological kid of Palpatine for any reason. I mean, I want to know who... Uh, Slept with Palpatine. Who clapped them cheeks? Who clever for Ray's dad? Who like just you know sat on that shrivelly Sith dick? And who executed just... Order sixty nine? To be fair, we don't with, with testicle face too because this was he would have been testicle face. Now hang point. on, we don't know that. Oh my God, that was funny. We don't. We I don't. So we much. don't know that Ray's dad wasn't created the same way Anakin was created. It's true. It's true. But but we do. I see. This is Derek and I already had this discussion. That's why I was going to end it with him because I know where it's going to go, <laughs> and and he's not going to relent no matter how much I say about it. But right, talk to me about um, it. The reason why I don't think it happened that way and that he did clap them cheeks was because uh, he specified like Ray, you're my granddaughter. Like he's going after Ray. He's, not, he's right. Kylo. He couldn't give two shits about, really, other than to bring Ray to him. Yeah. So I feel like that, you know, I, that, that's where I feel like the disconnect is. Physical penetration happens. Exactly. Well, and my, my thought process was just that. Wrong. Because because Anakin and Luke, both since Anakin and Luke both failed Palpatine, he's like, I'm not going to fuck with the Skywalkers again. I'll just go the other way. I'm just going to fuck someone else. I mean, I, I really, I, I feel like that's a logical step for a character sure. who's fairly I think we're intelligent. Both assuming things, but... and you know, it's we don't know. I mean, I can also is. see someone sleeping with him because you watch... no, no. Did <laughs> Who you doesn't watch... love a good testicle well, face? Did you watch Rebels? I did. I have watched some of Rebels. So not, in Rebels, in the, season, in the series finale, 
he presents is there a him- sex scene in Rebels? I hope so. <laughs> he presents himself as the Chancellor, as like normal face Palpatine. He can control people's. It's probably like, just like forced persuasion in a way. It is. So kind of like you know he so he could have very well done that to someone and you know during had sex his, had his like way. just don't get too close or you start to see the testicle wrinkles <laughs> on there. How many times do you think we'll say testicle? Well, that makes on it this? even worse then. I know because uh, there's other implications yep. for that that are not good. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so he's back and he's attached to that machine thing that I guess is kind of keeping him alive. His or iron whatever. lung. Right. Um. <laughs> we also should mention that he. Full out just admitted, you know, hey, I made Snoke. Hey, I'm... Yeah, the, that was a weird... I'm another the voice of Vader, right? There was, like, a jar of Snokes. Did you There's see like the jar? Of them. <laughs> They're all clones of him or whatever, supposedly. There's takes, another room with, with the clones of Ripley, he, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. He takes piece. He said, I, I took a piece of myself when I created Snoke or however he yeah, wanted it. which is the J.J. Abrams weird retcon for the so, whole thing. So, because when people are like, oh, Snoke's the Emperor... They weren't far off, technically, I what guess. What piece did he give to make the Snokes? Remember he was missing, like, the tip of his finger, so he just, like... Oh, whoop. is that it? Okay. Wormtail <laughs> had to do so much more for Voldemort, so... <laughs> just full on his hands gone. So, it made sense that he created Snoke to puppeteer Ben to make him go to the dark side and, you know, all this stuff. It's, you know, the Sith like to prolong things and do a lot. They're very extra people. Yeah, so. like building a whole fleet of uh, Death Star Starship Star Destroyers, or yeah. whatever, uh, that can blow up a planet on it with a single Star Destroyer. Spend your whole like 150 years or however old you are doing that. So speaking of that, I do want to say I'm very happy that it wasn't another spherical weapon that they had to fly into and blow up. This was better for you. I didn't say it was better. I said it was different. It made, <laughs> it made sense why they did it because. So you have Starkiller Base, which, fun fact, is actually the planet Ilum from Clone Wars that okay. they blew up, but anyway. Not just from Clone Wars, but yeah. Yes. Um, and so in Last Jedi, they have the battering ram cam, whatever it's called. And With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They ask what that is, and they say miniaturized Death Star attack. So, like, with cell phones, they were big. And now they're like really right. small. But so miniaturized Death Star tech doesn't mean that you can still blow up a planet with it. No, but they have the technology to, you know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't buy that from the time. How long was it from Return of the Jedi to Rise of Skywalker? Well, and it's four, it's forty 30, years from the re- years. I thought it was thirty some odd. Years. You're going to tell me in thirty years they redu- they made the tech so advanced that they could go from a planet size. Well, it does take shit. longer. It's a more, it's, it's a longer concentrated beam. So now you're but, accepting it. Mr. DNA no, is accepting no, 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 this no, no, no. now. I'm not accepting that at all, but it's just a weapon that's been used you're literally the entire time. No, I just like, 
that that part bothered me less than how they were blowing up the Star Destroyers, which didn't work until all the ships showed up, but still like a Y-Wing did it by itself. So like they didn't take down any before that then like that. That's really where my problem comes into is consistency within the story itself. What did they say? The shields were up or something or they couldn't they had shields until they reached atmosphere or something. No, was, there weren't shields. There weren't shields. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But they were saying that they needed bigger ships to blow up those guns. So they were stalling while they were waiting for Lando. That's but then right. when they okay. show up, the first ship that blows up a Star Destroyer is a Y-Wing, which is great. I love the Y-Wing, but they already had Y-Wings. So <laughs> I think we're, we're skipping around a lot. We are. I know that... We're uh, going toward the end now. <laughs> that Ian has... Uh, there's an early scene, and I know Ian probably has a lot of feelings on it, the training scene with yes. uh, Ray and uh, uh, Leia. First off, I love just seeing Ray like, calling out to everyone, and she's like, well, no one's answering, so peace. I'm just going to drop these rocks and... That was a cool seeing her float with all those rocks was yes, really neat. Was I cool. like that. That was very cool. Um yeah, I love that they made Leia her new master. She addresses her as master and I think that's a little weird. Well, she, Leia, I think she was she ever a master like in the EU? Yes, we're, well, but we know that's not canon. So the problem no. comes in in at the end of the movie when Luke tells her that after that she put down her saber and she never picked it up again. So that implies that for Ben's entire life, she wasn't using any Jedi abilities or Jedi training at all. Right. Um, well, but she was still training to be a Jedi after she had been. No, because she put down her saber. She, yeah, the he training saber. Because he said that once Ben turned to the dark side, she... She didn't start training again. She was she took over She stopped general. training. No, she stopped training earlier. Yeah, because there's the, there's the training scene with young Leia. Right. Right, and he said that after that, she saw she had a vision about what would happen to Ben. I thought he said so she that, put her okay. she put down the saber and never touched it again. I thought he said that after he turned, she dropped it. So okay, so that right. does imply that she do, was not using her abilities to any significant extent during that time, which is also why I assumed it was going to be Force Ghost Luke that was training Ray. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that Leia couldn't do it, but the movie kind of explains why she wouldn't have done and it also, in, the, in its own film. Episode 8 was literally called The Last Jedi. Pretty sure that Leia was still alive during that whole thing, so I'm not quite sure, you know what I mean? That implies that she wasn't even a Jedi. Well, no, it. I think the... Impl- Unless it's the plural of Jedi, which is whatever. Well, I, that's not where I was going to go okay. with that, but that's an interesting point, too. I actually thought it meant Leia, because Luke... D- dies in the last jedi ray is not a jedi yet she's I mean, just force sensitive like she's not a trained jedi she's just can use the force but neither is leia really she's tra- well, barely she, trained as far as we can see in this but sh- in this i think movie. that was the initial implication was that it was leia now it's not where it went because carrie fisher died she the plan wasn't for that right like they were well underway no the plan for nine was to be carrie's movie this was going to be like her as a as a jedi so i think that's probably where that can that complication comes in okay but, but yes no i love that scene it was very sweet uh it was just a cool scene all around it was there, i actually yeah. liked the way they used carrie's scenes because you know jj said they had about eight to ten minutes of unused footage from uh the force awakens and there were two scenes in there from like deleted scenes that i saw that they repurposed but a lot of those scenes that she was in they were brand new scenes to everyone and that was kind of surprising and it felt like you know she was actually there and it was very nice it looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy thing to superimpose a character in other scenes. Like we've seen it done very poorly for a long time. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely the best I've ever seen it done. 
Yeah, I didn't really even pick up on the scenes where it was superimposed. At least, like I think, it, the, I think it was all of them, other no. than some close-ups. Like, because those weren't any no way. I, I really think that she was put on a different background. Everything that they everything. shot, they had to reshoot. So, like Ray talking to Leia in her in Ray's new you know white outfit, they reshot and relit every single thing how it originally was. They just changed everything. The only one that really stood out to me as not good was the young Leia. I, that did not look good to me. It looked off. They both looked off. Yes. Luke looked off, too. They both did not. Um, Neither of them looked... Like, if you just showed me a picture of, of those two from that scene, I wouldn't tell you that that's Luke and Leia. I would. There would have been no way I would have guessed that. It's a little weird, because I, I feel like it's the de-aging that doesn't seem to work in Star Wars, but everything else seems to work, yeah. you know? Because, um, yeah, the rest of the time, I just I felt like they handled bringing her into the movie just technically just really really yeah, solid did. i mean it's it is obvious that she's not saying much on per like for for a very specific reason right. but i do appreciate the lengths that they went to to give her story an actual coherent end and not really have her die off screen because that would have been the alternative yes no but then when she did die they left the body sitting during the movie it was like why is this body sitting out on this bed for like days weeks like hours it was so it was that just, they could get the scene of it like going no it was, it was just hours yeah it was hours it wasn't i well, mean in the time well, of the movie it seemed like it a lot longer than the whole that. movie takes place in about 16 hours yeah right so i'm just saying that it seemed like more of that to me like even yeah. my girlfriend when i talked to her she was like yeah it seemed like they just kind of left the body there the whole time just to get this one scene where the thing drops and and that was cool so i get it but well, yeah. they cover her, which is pretty right. Normal, That's though. what I'm saying. They get the whole scene where the sheet drops yeah. and she like joins the force. Well, they're her. all about to die. I don't think they're gonna like dig a grave. Yeah, they don't really have time for that. Like that that part, I didn't. That that part it was, was just fine, a little weird. But... It doesn't really bother me that much. But fair enough. I, I did. I did like the connection between her and Ben. Like somehow they were keeping each other alive. That's why I kind of felt too. Um, which was kind of interesting. Like when she, you know, did you know sacrifice herself to redeem him. That she was kind of watching over him until he was ready to go, and then they both went at the same time. I wonder if she actually brought some of herself into him to help keep him on the light side long enough well, to stop Palpatine. We can see the transference of force in this, so I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put it past that. So, getting to that... Uh, Which part? <laughs> the, the transference of force, and just how the force is handled at all at this point. Um, in the original movies and even in uh, the prequels, the force was more like a tool that you used and it was not... There's your force push, force pull. Right. You know, now it's obstacles. like literal superpowers. Everything that you do is literal superpowers and it's way crazier than it was in the... And I don't love how far... It was fine. Right? Like, I, I'm not I'm not going to bitch like crazy about it, but it does seem like it's just gone away from where it was in, in the spirit of the first few movies and that kind of bothers me right they use that healing thing like 20 times and we've never seen that before well so <laughs> it's in the mandalorian twice i know and and, and it was been in the games and it's been in a lot of things I, it's canon but i don't like the healing but i like it more I, I don't dislike it as much as i dislike the ability to grab an object like the necklace because yeah. when, I, when I was seeing how those scenes were shot and I was thinking back to The Last Jedi and stuff like that, I thought that was just a visual way to show the audience what was going on in their heads, right? Because how else do you do that? And I thought it was a brilliant, cool way to show them sharing each other's head spaces, right? And it was great until he gets the necklace. 
And they use it, and it's like a MacGuffin to use it later so he can get the lightsaber at the end when he needs it. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't like that. That doesn't work for me, because if he can do that, why can't he? That's what I mean when I'm talking about these things have turned into superpowers, because that's an insane, like, Luke projecting himself was pretty crazy, but what that that scene is even crazier, like, the amount of power that would take. And I I don't know. It's just it, what what's the limit? At what point can you just teleport yourself somewhere else, and then teleport a ship somewhere else? And then like I just feel like it just keeps ratcheting up with each film until it just. I mean, even her, she was able to pull, uh, or you know, almost pull a ship that was taking off almost back down to a planet. Well, right? I didn't really have a problem with that because when, it, when has, has that been done? Didn't I feel like. We're not talking like Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet pulling stuff out of space. We're talking a single Jedi. No, you're right. I, I mean, I know I've seen it before. I, f- I feel like the pre- Star- I mean, in the video game, Star Killer could pull Star Destroyers right. out of space. In the Clone in the Wars, movies, I, something happened in the Clone Wars. Something similar like that. But I'm guessing it was somebody that was trained a lot more than Rey has been trained, and je- and you're, you oh, can't you can't like put you can't put Leia training Rey on the same level as like. Yoda training Luke no. because Yoda is a, a Jedi master. I, I didn't take it as a training thing. I took that as sheer instinct. Like, because she's always been shown to have incredible force abilities. So is Luke. And, but she's supposed to be even stronger. Like, she's supposed to be like Anakin level or above. Right, but Luke and, couldn't even pull an X-Wing out of the bog. Right, but he's also not... I think I think the point that that scene was trying to show is how close she is to the dark side because that's why she uses the lightning effect. I, right? I get what that so is, I but think I'm it's just saying her anger. sheer power levels. Like... I, I think that the, your emotion also stands in the way of Right, but wasn't level. Luke trying to get to his friends when he was trying to pull the X-Wing out of the bog so that he could fly off and go rescue his friends who are dying on yeah, Cloud City because of a vision? But what we've seen of That's Luke instinct. in live action isn't really that impressive, actually. No, he's done so it's like, many they, way cooler things in the comics and that's stuff. That's what I'm saying. They ratcheted it up like a yeah. hundred times. No, no, they, they, they did. It's, it's way beyond that. And I like the spirit yeah. of that, where you had to train to be able to do stuff that was pretty cool, but not like Superman-level stuff. It, they they definitely have kind of played fast and loose with the force, right? Starting it with the way you're talking about, and then moving on to the midichlorians, and then it's a thing you're born with, and then moving it back to something that everybody can have, and, and then know, taking that back, and then taking that back, and now you've got it again. And Finn maybe is force sensitive, mm-hmm. I guess now too, or it's his connection with Ray. I don't know which or both. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but we'll never know because like, the end of it. It's super ambiguous. Like um, cheer it from. Uh... Uh, was it Rogue One? Rogue One, yeah. Yeah, right. he was like implied to be Force-sensitive, but we don't really know if he was Force-sensitive. You know, that whole thing. It, it's it's definitely not consistent, and I think I appreciate... It makes me appreciate the concept of the midichlorians because at least George Lucas was trying to come up with a system that could be tracked, right. that could make a sense. A number count. Right. Like when you're talking mutants in X-Men, you, know, right. you have these levels yeah. of mutants. The Omegas so you, and the... Yeah, 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 exactly. And like, it didn't work. I, I get that it didn't work. I agree it didn't work, but I appreciate that that's what he was trying to do because without that, this is now we're here where it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, I mean, in the originals, it was like Jedi were this kind of mythical thing that was that they could do really cool stuff with the Force, right? And so you could see them lift an X-wing out of a bog or something like that, and that's really cool. Yeah. But then they just ratcheted it up so many times for this uh, trilogy. Like I was even okay with Kylo stopping a bolt of, from a blaster in midair and just holding it there while concentrating on other things. Even that was okay. But they just 
this movie just made it crazy. Well, it's literal Superman walking around. Even when you get to the Palpatine level, the, like the electric, the electricity so he's dumb. using. I mean, he's taking out a literal massive fleet of varying size ships, and I don't even know how. A but person, not his ships, not, just right. the, just the other ships. So which, he'd have to know and concentrate and be able to pick each one of those. And I don't even know that that's that that makes sense. But then. At the end, when Ray stops him, that explosion of force power killed like 30,000 people in that auditorium. Like, just poof, just gone. Whatever they were. I, I assume. But Ray was okay. I don't know what they were. I don't know if they were just like. Well, she died. Well. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what exactly they were because they were all. You couldn't see. I kind of took them as spirits almost. Like, they weren't. Like, oh, were actual they, the appari- they were like apparitions yeah. in this, like, unholy place for the Sith. Okay. So of, that changes. And then that makes what I said. That's what I took it as. That's why they didn't show their face. They're basically just black figures. I kind of saw that as well. Like, they're the shadows. They're like mm-hmm. the. Yeah. So they're, they're the all the page. dead Sith. Maybe something along those lines. Or yeah. dead followers of the Sith yeah. or something. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't considered that. That's interesting. They're just trapped spirits in that. Which makes it easier place. to buy. Totally does. Yeah. yeah. Totally does. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, Can we talk about how. I mean, this is a much larger theme, but like this movie being the way it did and bringing Palpatine back basically invalidated like everything that Anakin and Darth Vader was. He was the one that was supposed to bring balance to the force. He was the one the prophecy talked about, but him not killing the emperor means that he did not accomplish that and completely like gets rid of that whole Maybe the story prophecy line. was about Ray. Well, May- maybe, but like, so the, I, I think I have an answer to that though. The balance was brought by everything that happens in episode three and the clone wars because you go from having hundreds of jedi or even a few thousand jedi and two sith to really only having like two and two right like that's the balance and that's kind of what we're left with at the end here is you just have ray there's nobody else that's not balance well i think it's as close to balance as you get is someone she's not she's more in the middle than anybody else ever has been because she's so close to the dark side. Like, she's used dark side abilities. She's almost crossed that threshold. So did Luke. When did Luke do that? He didn't actually use dark side abilities, but he came very close. He used the force choke on one yeah, of Yeah, that's true. Guards. He did use the force choke the one time. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot and about he, like, that. And he, like, just, like, threatened Jabba's, like, no, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> well, a threat's different than actually going no, through with it. No, that's not the Jedi People way. Bl- usually well, bluffing is, is different than actually. Was he bluffing? Oh, look at Mace Window. He was a pretty, like, he was going to just, like, Chop Palpatine's head off, that's like just you know. Samuel Jackson with a lightsaber. Well, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, hang on. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue talking about the rise of Skywalker. Recently on the Heroes Podcast Network, Echo Station. Well, what's the main? Think... What's the main planet that Endor? The forest moon of Endor. It's a moon, so it's there's a major planet, obviously. That it is the forest moon of Endor. Is Endor the actual planet then? See, th- isn't that confusing? Yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Endor, or is it the forest moon called Endor? Kaiju Curry House. It got to the point where he started climbing the Empire State Building, and my mom is like, he's not going to die, is he? <laughs> oh, no. My mom doesn't know shit about these films. But anyways, it was just like, mom, this doesn't end well for Kong. And she's just like, I can't watch the rest of this. Turn it off. I'm like, you can't get to this point in Peter Jackson's King Kong two hours and like whatever many minutes later and not watch the end. Screen heroes. The nipples just were confusing to me because they just, (laughs) 
<laughs> they just make no sense. That is our clip, by the way. Uh, uh, but I mean, male nipples are kind of confusing anyway. So. Right? Like, well, they serve true. zero that's purpose. True. Do you think that was the point he was trying to make? <laughs> it's a much deeper message, yes. <laughs> is Batman and Robin a heavily An allegory? social allegory? Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe today at heroespodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so we're back. Um, the balance thing is a, is a difficult question, right? Because even in, in the when she's hearing all the voices and stuff, Anakin is in there saying that bring, bring balance to the force like I did. Did you? Because you didn't actually kill Palpatine. Well, so. Even if he did, let's pretend for a moment that he did. Would you want to do it that way? Because he was a bad guy for most of his life. Yeah. Like, don't do it that way. Don't do what he did. Yeah. Well, I don't think he said, do it my way, exactly. But he did say, yeah. Yeah, it was a weird line. Please take my saber, who I murdered 30 children with, by the way. Also, that's that. another problem. That saber was broken at the end of uh, Last Jedi. Correct. And now it's just magically fixed with no exposition to explain it. Other than I... there's a clamp on the saber now. So, my headcanon is, I think they cut this scene out. I love that you have headcanon, but I'm talking, we're reviewing the movie. We're well, not talking know, about headcanon. I think that what they, they probably cut this scene out. There's a scene in The Force Awakens in the teaser trailer where you see Maz hand Luke's lightsaber to Leia. I'm kind of betting that Maz fixed it. That's great, but it wasn't in the movie. No, so, but that's you know, what you're just I'm, meant to assume that somewhere in there, Ray learned how to fix a lightsaber, even though... Before you're a Jedi, or when you're a Jedi, you're supposed to build your own lightsaber, but now she can just magically, like, repair somebody else's lightsaber. No, I, I mean, they have a bunch of Jedi texts and stuff. I'm yeah. sure there's, like, a how-to manual yeah. on how to repair a lightsaber. Rep- repairing that, de- like, that doesn't really seem No, but to it's just a weird me. thing to leave out, because they made it a point to show the broken lightsaber at the end of the other movie, and now now it's just, like, perfectly fine, right at the beginning yeah, of this movie, with but, nothing in between. I mean, well, there's there's several years in between, but nothing but, explained. We're just no, but I mean, for me, that's that's just as small as like the dish on the Falcon being knocked off in Return of the Jedi, and now they have the new dish in the Force Awakens. Like they fixed it. For somebody that likes props, like, that's a problem for me. I need to know that how it got fixed, <laughs> what the logic behind it was, who fixed it. Well, I, don't, I feel like there's at big... least there's a, at least there was a clamp on it, right? Like yeah. it showed that there was some effort made to repair it. It wasn't just like brand new again. No, I do. I did like how her her new saber at the end of the film has a. Tol- oh, don't get me started. I has love a totally that different switch. Like that's actually really cool. I love little... that it's made from pieces of her staff. Yeah, uh, yes, but was wonderful. it a yellow blade or was it an orange blade? It's really hard to tell I, in that light. It looked more like a golden yellow to me. I was thinking yellow too, but so as the colorblind guy in the room, I was yeah. going to ask you guys because it looked different and I couldn't really figure it, it was out. Either yellow or orange. It's hard to tell because there's a lot of light. I think the it desert was, and stuff. It looked way more golden yellow to me than orange. I. The only I l- really like that saber. I was a little disappointed it wasn't more like a staff because that's what she's used to. Like that's what she's good at. I was hoping that um, yeah it would be more of a staff, but, but it was still really cool. And I like that it is like a dark colored saber. You yeah. don't see a lot of the, the, like blackish, the dark yeah. yeah, dark hilts. But um, yeah, it was so very I loved fitting that. for her. Um, so what do you guys think of 
I have it in my notes. Some of the new characters like Zori and Janna and Grand Vice Who's Admiral. Janna? She was the uh, the other woman with the horse trooper. thing. Yeah. The the other stormtrooper. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I like Zora. Zori. Zori. Yeah. Zori. Uh, so that's that's um that was really cool. I yeah. really like her. And um, I can't believe I'm doing this. Carrie uh, Russell. Thank you. I yeah. can't. I can't say Carrie Washington. I knew that was wrong. That's not it. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Russell. Uh, I really like Carrie Russell, and so I was really excited when she was going to be in this. I thought that character was you super the cool. the show Felicity on the CW? That's yep. the only thing she's been in, mm-hmm. I think. Only thing ever. I don't know. That's the only <laughs> thing I've ever heard of her being in. Anyway, I was excited to, to have her in this. I wish we had, could have gotten a little bit more. Her character um, was cool, but like they only ever showed her eyes. This is like another Mandalorian situation where they can't take their helmet off. Like She reminded me a lot of uh, the Daft bounty Punk. hunter from... Um, episode two, Zam Wesso had the veil and could only like see her eyes through most yeah. of the film. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's who she kind of reminded me of, and so I'm like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, her costume was cool and like was a cool design, was an interesting yeah. character, but she wasn't really given much to do, and so she was just there for exposition and yeah. like convenient plot point. But I, I like the idea of more stormtroopers defecting. I think that that first off makes a lot of sense because there's millions of stormtroopers. So the idea that just one would see a problem was never realistic. Right. So I like that they kind of put the nail in that, that yes, there were more, um, you know, I, I thought she was cool. I liked her relationship with Finn, the idea that they kind of bonded over that, that they probably trusted each other instinctually because they were defected stormtroopers and yeah. kind of have that, you know, lost past and lost childhood kind of thing. Um, and I mean, as far as like the, the general guy, I, whatever, I never really care about Hux. those. Yeah. He no, no, like not Hux, Hux oh, the new okay. guy. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. the new guy who's also the old guy. Cause apparently he was around before. I don't remember him. Um, <laughs> he's like something pain, right? Or no. yeah. Yeah. Like he's fine. He's just a guy who does the stuff that Palpatine tells yeah. him to do. Like, yeah. you know, uh, Hux was, he got fa- he got phasmaed in this. He He's got the a different treatment. character in every one every of these movie. movies, and it's really annoying. Like I appreciated the idea of I don't care that you're gonna win. I just need this guy out of my face. Like I appreciated that. Was hilarious. that. So he's like screwing over the whole entire like first order fleet just because he hates one person. But like that's, that's the problem though, because he knows me. it's a death sentence. Yeah. So like that is where I'm not sure how real like how really logical that plays out. Cause I mean, he's the other guy sees straight through it and immediately kills him. Like yeah. it's no question. Which, that was a shock. I'm like, Oh, like I'm not gonna have a proper send off. He just gut blasted. He didn't him. need a proper send off. He wasn't that important. Of a well, character. No. So, okay. I do want to talk about two things that happened in this movie that I'm going to call bait and switches that, uh, I think were completely lame and cheap. Oh, and that no. was chewy and C3PO. Yep. You didn't I like them? I thought they were, they were both handled incredibly poorly, and I'm going to expl- – here's why. So let's start with Chewie. I know Chewy. exactly what you're going to say let's... because I've done 150 episodes with you, and I agree <laughs> with you on this. So let's start with Chewie. So Finn sees Chewie handcuffed and loaded onto a transport. Right. Finn immediately shouts, Ray, they've got Chewie, and points at the transport. And somehow there's another transport that nobody has seen and the person pointing at the transport and the person looking at the pointing confused for another transport. They kill Chewie, but they don't. It's immediately figured out. It's figured out so quickly and it's never brought up again that there's no actual emotional weight to it other than me being pissed that they killed Chewie off screen and then didn't do it. (laughs) I agree. No, when when they, I was like, that's how they did Chewie. Like, uh, you know, like when it blew up, blew up in my head. I'm like, that's what they fucking did to Chewie. I'm not happy with this. And I think I was less happy when 
I found out that he was still alive because of whatever stupidity, you just described. I guess. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I don't want Chewie to die, but there was nothing, every impactful, like, most of the, there was maybe one at the very end that we haven't talked about, but uh, there was, like, no impactful deaths of the characters that we've known through the nine movies that they said were deaths, essentially, right? Well, that, that's where it falls apart for me. You can kill off beloved characters as long as you do it well. And in this case, they're in a desert, and somehow they missed a ship. Finn missed a sh- A guy who, who knows these protocols and procedures missed this somehow, and yeah. Ray, who had a completely different angle, also missed the same thing like so that did and it ha- and it's resolved so quickly that the her believing that she killed him has no impact on the story it doesn't change anything it doesn't alter her her path at all because it's undone so fast and then it's the same thing with c3po it's the exact same thing with c3po except it's worse with c3po because they had to invent a convoluted technical limitation to tell that part of the story yeah i is there anything in canon prior to this movie that says a droid like him can't decipher and say Sith. If no. protocols are put in place, then well, yes. I mean, sure, there's but, things in canon that but that's, like, protocols exist in canon. But right. Like, it's but like, that's such a vague thing. Of that. In this case, they had to specifically create the fact that he's not allowed to do it. And the only way to get him to do it is to wipe his memory is like, it's such a convoluted thing that it's sad. And it's, you, you see his sacrifice and you're like, man, this guy who's been like the Frady cat for 40 years is now going to be the hero, you know, and sacrifice himself. And the whole thing's undone anyway. Yeah. And R2-D2 oh, R2. restores his memory. And yeah, and, it's, it's, it's all undone and he's totally fine and everything's back to normal. Like, so like that, it just, it, that loses all of its weight too. And it was completely like, I hate saying contrived when it comes to fictional stuff. Cause it's all des- designed. Right. But right. that just felt so over-designed. And you take it away. See, I like 3PO in this movie. I like 3PO nobody's, in this movie. That, yeah, oh, you you're saying, like okay, 3PO. I see what you mean. I don't, the plot that happened around him. Right. And that's where I, my problem I is. I get past it. I love, yeah. I love these characters. I love these actors. John Williams' score is amazing. The movie looks phenomenal. The writing is just sloppy and cheesy and all over the place. See, that's, that's why I can't really let stuff like that go because I love the characters so much. That when they, when in their character, they decide to make a sacrifice, which is what C-3PO did, which is way out of the normal character form, but he finally wants to be the hero. And that sacrifice means nothing because it's completely undone in two minutes. That's, that's where I have the problem. Like, I like C-3PO. I, like I said, I love this character. And even in this movie, his character was great. But the fact that he made that sacrifice and then it got flipped so quickly to make that sacrifice basically meaningless that that's my my problem. Okay. It's it's almost like they wrote it just just so he could have the line I'm looking at you for one last right. time cuz we're we're doing that as an audience, right? And like that I don't like So you're that. saying if if since he did sacrifice you would rather have him just Be stay gone. gone. Either right. gone or like memory wiped. Okay. That I would have even been fine if it was just his memory wipe and then he was starting to meet people again and that's fine. Like he, like he did before. Right. Gotcha. If they hadn't rest- had the R2 restore right. cuz he knew cuz that was the sacrifice he yeah. made was to forget. Right. And that that it's not death, but it is a big sacrifice. Yeah. For right? a droid, that's basically death. You know, and so I think that that's important. And the Chewie thing is almost done to set up 
the part of the movie that is like people j- talk about how the force awakens is basically like a play for play of a new hope, but there's a good chunk of the rise of Skywalker. That's literally a new hope. And that's everything that happens on that big super mega star destroyer. When they go to save Chewie, right? Ray goes off on her own, just like Obi-Wan does. Right. And they, and then Poe and Finn have to go rescue a prisoner, just like Luke and Han do. And uh, then Ray and Kylo have the exact same standoff that obi-wan and darth vader do even with the troops the stormtroopers running around around them right it's almost beat like shot for forget beat for beat it's like shot for shot from a new hope and i'm like don't like people criticized you for kind of doing that in the force awakens don't steer more into that so <laughs> do you think that was them doing like fan service for like hey reminisce on this or not because this film has a lot of fan service here's my problem because since since it's abrams I don't know because he has a history of just redoing stuff. He did like, it with Star Trek. He's done it with a lot of his. Stuff, he did. Yeah. He did it with The Force Awakens. He did it with Star Trek Into Darkness. And so it's hard to know when he's doing it if it's supposed to be homage or it's just redoing it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if it was I a different it, director. I took it as fan service. I did, honestly didn't have as much of a problem with that. I kind of liked yeah. that they were going through the same thing. Okay. But it is. I could see how it would bother some people, and and you're not wrong in your opinion. I just it didn't bother me nearly as much. I, I don't. I don't want to say that it bothered me. I just thought it was kind of silly. It just kind of took me out of it because I'm like, I know I've seen this before, (laughs) you know? I can understand that. It didn't take me out personally, but... That's uh, fair. So speaking of fan service, they did bring back a fan favorite character as well, which is Lando. Yes. So what do you guys think of Lando's contribution to this I thought he was good right up until the creepy-ass scene at the very end. With him and Janna? Yes. What was (laughs) that? Is he implying that he's her dad is he hitting on her no it seemed more like he was hitting on her to me honestly i really didn't take it that way at all i was not the only one because there's a whole thread on reddit about it today wow no i i just took it as him being just helpful because he's like the last general left now yeah everybody else and so he goes up to this one random black girl No, she comes up to him yeah okay he's sitting there she comes up to him and and starts the conversation she's like hey where are you from and he says some system an an old system it just seemed a little weird to me and he goes what about you and she's like but other than that i thought he was good i mean i was cool seeing him like in a less like you know jokey and it's right like he's actually more somber yeah i um was very happy to see how good he looked and sounded because the promotional artwork made him look not as good, like not as healthy. And yeah, so I liked I seeing that he's doing okay. I follow him on Twitter and he like posts like a bunch of his like workout videos and it's very fun to watch. Oh, I, I should check that out. It's very fun. Um, Cause like, I just, I mean, I'm a huge Billy D Williams fan. I love him. And so like when I started seeing the promotional stuff, I'm like, man, he's not, he's not looking too good. And then in this, he sounds great. And then I was like, Oh, okay. He sounds great. He's, you know, <laughs> He's doing his stuff, and so did you care that he basically had the same outfit that he did in Solo, or no? No. Okay. No, I, I just, like, I mean, it's no weirder than when he wore Han's clothes. It's no weirder than, like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> I forgot about that. it's no weirder than literally everyone in the movie never changing their clothes the entire time, yeah, and right, Ray's yeah. outfit managing to stay white the entire yeah. movie, despite she, well, walking through the Well, she's basically worn the same thing in all three films. This um, one was a little different, but yeah, it definitely is similar. So another fan service thing is they brought back three characters that people love, which is Wedge. Yes, the one that little was, scene. That was yes. cool. Yeah, that was, that very was awesome. Nice to see. So they yeah. brought back Wedge. Um, they brought back Wicked the Ewok. Mm-hmm. Which was, mm-hmm. I thought that was, I didn't love Which seeing they, the Ewoks They like retconned again. the whole, the Death Star like crashed on the planet and radiated it so there's no one there to live anymore. Yeah. Well, so I want to I point out something about the Ewoks. There, were, there were no 
CGI eyelids. They were not. They're just like blankly just staring very, at your soul. I'm very happy about if that. If there had to be Ewoks, then yes, I would prefer them with no CGI <laughs> eyelids. But why did there have to be Ewoks? Because like, they were on Endor. Yeah, that's a, fine. Like so, that's the force things moon of Endor, Endor technically. Remember we we yeah right right yes discussion? the forest moon of Endor. Chris yes. and I had this huge discussion <laughs> where we're like, is it Endor or the forest moon? Like we had a like a ten. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> discussion on this wow i'm glad i didn't listen to that one it was very fun um and obviously the other fan service would be uh han right and did, so did you guys see it together or separately together. we saw it together okay so did your theater go <gasps> when han was there because it was a total surprise noise, for me it? it it was it got very quiet okay um, well, and also that was just right after leia died too so everyone was just kind of like I gotta be honest, that's one of the best kept secrets in a modern film that I can think of. That they were able to pull that Did off. Did you without expect any... him to come back? At no. All? Okay. I... Also, of all the fan service moments in the movie, that one was by far the best one. Yeah. You, the, 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 the I know line, like, that got me emotional. Like, none of the other fans, even, even Leia dying didn't get me emotional. Well, until Chewie broke down. That bro- that killed me. But that was kind of how I was. No, too. but Han scene that was the most emotional part of this trilogy. Yeah, for me, absolutely. Um, it's definitely and there's, there's some personal reasons for that. But well, it looked um, like at one point, like he was, they were saying the exact same dialogue that they say before he kills him. I'm like, if we have to watch Han die one no, more goddamn you know time, that's not gonna happen. you know what? I was gonna flip. Shit. You're, you're actually right, Ryan. That is the most emotional scene in Star Wars yeah. for me. Um, I, I don't think just for you, like just. I mean, you have two act, two just amazing actors. Yeah. I mean, I th- I was really disappointed that we didn't get more Ben Solo in this because Adam Driver is really great and really, he hasn't gotten really to do good. shit in all these movies other than act like an upset baby. Um, and so everything with Ben was gold for me, and getting him, getting to see him opposite of Harrison Ford in that, uh, it was just a wonderful. I mean, the cinematography was gorgeous. I loved that whole like death crash death star with the water and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so in that that particular scene, it, yeah, it was just phenomenal. It was it was a good you know as soon as you know heard you know hey kid it was like oh yes because I was thinking like they they're not going to do a force ghost he can't be a force ghost like that's not no but he no was and I like that they left it ambiguous so you don't really I like that, know you what know, it was, it was an, not an unlocked memory but you know a, a Ben Solo thought not a Kylo Ren thought right? it was very very cool. I, I like that scene a lot. Yes. Did you like the whole? I love the set designs for these film for this film. By the way, like, for the most part, the sets were amazing. the The ruined throne room and the, yes. the old Death Star was beautiful. I, I literally got like chills. a three quarter chub I, in that well, scene. I got, I got chills on, and I also had then. chills, but also a three quarter chub because I like I I was like. I saw the windows first, and then I was like, "Yep, oh shit, like this looks into- so familiar." Yep. And then I saw the throne, and I was like, "My god, this is awesome!" The the stuff that happened here, uh, yeah, yeah, I loved it. That was great. I liked his like secret, I don't know, off room where you see Dark Ray for a moment. That was kind of cool. Um, I love the fact that they built a life size blockade runner. 
because you only see that ship for like, you know, 30 seconds and that's really in the, you know, episode four and that's it. But they built a life-size blockade runner and that's one of my favorite ships in Star Wars. So seeing that was really cool and very, very like, oh, I like that. Yeah, the sh- the ships in the big fleet, it was really cool seeing so many different ones because something that Star Wars does really well that Star Trek doesn't do as much is like v- variety, yeah. right? Star Trek has classes and there's 30 of the same of each class. Which there's and, something right? to be said for that, too. It's, sure. It's a little more appeal. it's a little more naval. Yes. Right. Um, like the Empire is right. They have this this design for this thing. Right. Star Wars one, two and three. Yeah. But there's something very real and like lived in about the resistance and the rebels and just the yeah, regular you're looking at like people's homes essentially. Right. Yeah. So like every house is different, you know, there's going to be some that are the same, but they're all different designs. I would have, I, that scene where they started showing all the ships would have been amazing if they hadn't ruined it in the fucking trailer. Like seriously, if I, that had just happened on screen and I had never seen that in the trailer, that would have blown my mind. But because you could already pick out all the ships because you could freeze frame the trailer and yeah. see it all. Well, here's what they needed to do. They needed if you're going to show it like that in the trailer, then the movie version has to be a much longer, slower, like epic shot. So you can with see swelling music and stuff yeah. where you're panning across some of the ships. Also, like, just the problem with that, that would have slowed it down a little bit. How the fuck did Lando go and get like all those ships in like an hour? The, it, that was another huge leap in logic. That is really hard. Like I get Lando yeah. has connections, but you're talking hundred, what looked like hundreds of ships. I don't, I don't know. I assumed a mass transmission of was sent, but that's right. Just but me. they're all just going to show up. Like, I mean, I don't know. It was very weird. I guess thing. I f- I felt the way the last Jedi ended on that such like a downer alone note. I'm like, well, they're obviously going to have to undo that for there to be any battle. Right, but maybe if like Lando had been out doing that the yeah. whole movie, it would have been better. Like 16 hours to. I, I don't think I could get. 10 friends to hang out in, in an hour, honestly. <laughs> Just because you don't have 10 friends? Well, maybe but not. what if the but... Nazis were back? <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, so, yeah. we're not going to get into that, Derek. <laughs> Speaking of the last battle, what did you guys think that? Because I thought it was entirely too short, but that's just me. Um, are you talking about just the ship battle, or are you talking about everything? with The like... ship battle, and then like boarding the ship and blowing up the antenna and whatever. The antenna thing was a little funky for me, just because... like. All right, so they're going to be on the ground. I had pictured in my head more than one that they were going to have right, to take yeah. out. So when it was just one, I was one like, and, okay. and then they switch it to the ship. I'm like, well, then why don't they all just have that on their ship or something? Yeah. And then like they just threw a bunch of grenades down a thermal detonators, Derek. I am sorry. Thermal detonators, right down the hatch, and like it blows up down the row a little bit, and like up the things. So, like I don't know, that didn't really work for me, but. It the battle was fine. It's a lot of stuff happening all at once. Yeah. I didn't know where um Jana came from because like they didn't show her like leaving Endor and her people. Like there she's like shows up like on the transport. I assume like, they just went on the Falcon. Giddy up. I, I just figured they were yeah, on the I Falcon. Mean, that's just a general assumption, but I yeah. I said the same thing. Because she helped them repair the Falcon, so I just figured they just left with them. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, um so what do you guys think of you have a lot of notes. I, I keep telling you. Look so, at. Well, so some of that is from Chris because yeah, she didn't be here with us. Um, so. She wants to talk about what you guys thought of uh, Leia's sacrifice and her death on screen. Did you think she was going to die in this movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think there's any question. Um, well, at least for me personally. But yeah, like I said, it didn't really impact me as much as I thought it would in this movie until uh, Chewie. That got to me. But I don't, I don't know why. It didn't really have much weight. 
the way the way she just like went and laid down and died. It was, you know, even Yoda had more weight than that when he died. I think the difference, at least for me, is that I I just I knew they were gonna have to do something yeah. like that, and so mentally, it's I've been prepared for that for a while, a long time now. I actually know, had a hope years. that they weren't gonna kill her. I figured you you kind of you kind of had to because otherwise she has to die off screen, and I don't think that that's fair. They want no. to be in control of the character, and they can, and by killing her in this movie, then they are in control of that. Otherwise, and it's done. It's just left up to a, vi- the fans a video mind. game, a comic yeah, book, exactly. a novel, yeah. a tie-in, right? And I, that's not and who every every video game would be the one the one, the one that you know kills Leia, yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't think that that's appropriate. No. Like you you know Luke's gone, Han's gone. You know, Chewie's not, but his species lives a very long time. Correct. You know, so having her end that way when you have the footage to do it versus later when you don't, you know, I just I felt like it had to happen. And so I was just prepared for it. I when it happened on screen, I just went silent because I love Carrie Fisher. And I love right. But Leia you didn't so cry. Much. Like, no, I, I did. Oh, OK, did you? Well, you just oh, said yeah. you went silent. So I... I went silent and then just like tears just went going down my face and i was looking at my like peripheral vision to see ray look at me and she just grabs my arm and it was very sweet i saw that yeah it was yeah. it was very sweet and then when chewy lost it i cried even more that was sad that was because you know that's who he has left and that was oof. but you know i could talk about leia forever but yeah and she wasn't a huge part of this movie so we probably she wasn't which i know obviously you know with you know the footage they had she but she was still the heart of the story and that's they still had, you know, what they were going to do with Nine. They, she was going to be the one to redeem. Well, she was originally ben. supposed to show up at the end with a lightsaber alongside several other characters. Correct. And but help Ray. So, yeah, she, there was a lot more. I'm but still glad that happen, she got so. to redeem Ben in a different way, but I'm still glad that it was her who did it and not, you know, someone else. I'm glad it was it was very much her. That's fair. I will say seeing her lightsaber was really cool. You got was. a really cool yes. shot of, like... For a prop guy who wants yeah. to build stuff like this. If Buster cool Pops wants that. to 3D print me one, I will gladly pay for okay. it. I really well, like the design a lot. For some reason... It reminds me a lot of Luke's uh, green saber. I yeah, the Return of the Jedi one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's like, it's what is it, silver and copper, basically, mm-hmm. hers? Yeah. It yeah. just seemed right. Like, whoever designed that did a very good job kind of encompassing the character in it. Uh, yeah, I liked I agree. it. It kind of reminded me of also uh, uh, Mara Jade's hilt from the EU. It just looked like it. Now, well, her not hilt looked hers, all kinds of yes. different in every different piece of art you ever saw. <laughs> but it just kind of reminded me of yeah. it, it, hers and stuff. But no, I liked and I liked that hers Leia had purple, a lightsaber. I know. I wish Leia's was purple. I do wish that. I just but... w- I, I, why they all have to be blue. I love green sabers, and there was like no green sabers in this entire movie except for like the one scene with, with flashback. Yeah. yeah, with Luke, and everybody else's is blue. So whatever. I, don't know. I mean, it has it's to do fine. with the crystal that's chosen, right? Sure, so but maybe, like, maybe there's just maybe it's also supposed to signify the type of like Jedi you are, like the sorcerers type. You know, the ones that more Force users yeah. will have a certain type of color, certain color, whereas the Jedi Knights will have a different color and yeah. things like that. Well, you, you know why it wasn't going to be purple, right? Well, yeah, because Samuel Jackson's Sam agreement was that he was like, the no, only one. Yeah, yeah, like so. Um, and then Chris had two more things. She wanted to talk about the score. And uh, oh, and the the voices of the Jedi helping Ray. All right, so let's let's talk about the score real quick. Um, I'm a big music guy. 
I'm, I, 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 um, I miss playing instruments quite a bit. Uh, the score is, is lovely. I mean, it's John Williams and the fact that he was able to do this and finish the saga, I think is great. And this oh, is probably, sure. this is the last star Wars film he's ever going to do. Probably. Yeah. Correct. No, he already said, he, oh, that's, said this that. is it. Yeah. He's done with it. And I appreciate that he was, you know, able to complete it. I thought it was very, very good. It did seem to touch most of the franchise. I was expecting maybe some duel of the fates to show up at some point because it was in the tv spot uh no because john williams had said that this score spans the entire saga yes and arguably the best thing to come out of the phantom menace is either darth maul or the duel of fates and so um i kind of expected that to be in somewhere i'm not sure where it would have gone i don't think i heard it at all but i don't i don't think it was in there but, but otherwise, they did have Yoda's theme when the Luke was raising Luke the, raised the yeah. X-wing, and I was like, "Oh yes, I, I, that was know, really I love me nice. some Yoda." So that was, was we, we need to talk about that scene before we're done. But that was yes, that was very very cool. I love the score. I do too. Um, I think it's the best score out of all three. Yes, that's just me personally who thinks that. Um, my question to you, since you're a big music guy, you know, when they do more Star Wars movies, because they said they are going to do them. Who would you like to see take over scoring duties? Because I love the guy who did Rogue One. Okay, so, well, um, so Michael, I... Michael, I can't say his last name. <laughs> you can, though, can't you? Or, Giacchino. There we go, So yeah. he he's great. He does he does Marvel. He does Pixar. This and man, he sounds a lot like he Williams. He is everywhere. However, um, the guy who's doing Mandalorian, and of course oh, I'm drawing a blank on his um, name at this very moment. Ludwig? Ludwig? Uh, no. It's like uh, Grossman or something like that. I, yeah, I apologize. He's the one I'm who did blank, uh, the Black Panther soundtrack. He, uh, I... With every passing episode of The Mandalorian, I like the score more, and I he's um, he's actually doing uh, the new Nolan film Tenant. He's doing the score for oh, wait, that. Is that. Hans Zimmer's not doing that. No. Oh. Wow. Um, and so I would like to see him have a go at a Star Wars film before you bring back Michael. Michael can clearly do it. Yeah. There's no question about that. But he's doing so much right now. Having other voices in in cinema, I think, is important. Okay. That's fair. I can I can see either one doing that. That's very fair. Um, and then finally, so Star Wars, so the Jedi voices. One, can you name all of them? Well, you had the list. Yes, because I sent them a list earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. Ray actually picked out almost all of them. I've she did a good I job. picked out all but like two or three because I can obviously hear the the males speak more clearly when the females are talking. I knew you popped a wood as soon as Ahsoka's voice came up. Well, I heard I heard Ahsoka's, but like also you hear Ayla's voice and Luminar and Adigalia and they were muffled so much or like just one on top of the other you really couldn't distinguish who was talking and that kind of Yeah, sucked. a lot of it was even the even the characters I know were really yeah. tough. I don't know. Like, well, even Anakin was hard to hear. Obviously people points. could do it because Rachel was able to make yeah. most of them, but for me listening to it I was I got like two Obviously Yoda, Qui-Gon. and I don't know all the animated characters like you do, so I don't, you know, I wasn't able to pick them out. But like I, I know I heard Samuel, yeah. <laughs> right? But what his, did he say? I couldn't hear him. I don't remember what he said. I just remember his voice was there. I remember Yoda. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's right. His yeah. is pretty. That easy. was the easiest one to pick out. And then Obi Wan, you could yeah. hear Alec Guinness and um, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, and then obviously Liam. It was a cool. So uh, we could talk about that scene a little bit too. It was a really yes, cool moment. It didn't play out the way I expected it to because like they're talking her up as like the pinnacle Jedi. And so I didn't expect her to just 
use her sabers to absorb the electricity. Yeah, it doesn't really show any skill. With- I thought she was going to do something kind of a la Yoda versus Palpatine, right? Or, or whatever, um, where like he catches the lightning and, and stuff like that. Back or you know? something, yeah. uh, like something, something like that. Like if you want to do something new with the force, that's the time to do it. Cause you've, right. sh- you've now told us this is something new. Right. Um, but it wasn't bad either. It just didn't quite hit the level that the speech was telling me it was supposed to. I liked seeing his new like Imperial Guards. They were kind of cool. The red throne room. Yeah, guards. they were fine. They they yeah. looked like the ones. In... I always liked the red guards in general. They were always really cool to me. But regarding that last scene that we were just talking about, I expected all of them to show up as like force ghosts <sighs> to back because so, I wanted Leia to show up with a saber and Leia to show up with a saber. funny that you say that because this was not the original ending that was shot. This was reshot. The original ending was supposed to have all the force ghosts come and like kind of do like, you know, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and, you know, attack the Emperor. And it didn't test well with audiences at all, so they had to reshoot it. Yeah, I would have preferred that, probably. It's, well, it's easy to say that, thinking about it, but if they didn't do it right, it could have been bad, too. Also, this implies that Ahsoka is dead, which is interesting. I don't know what to grow to lifespans are, but that's only, like, 70 years old. So, Well, she's... Yeah, because she's only, like, a teenager in the Clone Wars. She's a teenager in the Clone Wars, and then in Rebels, you see her alive after the Battle of Endor. So she's probably in her 40s, 50s, so... Add thirty seventy years to that. seventy or eighty. Yeah, so yeah. I was right on the money, but yeah, yeah it's uh, you know, it's just interesting. I, like I said, I don't know what to grew to lifespans are. I guess I just assumed that they were somewhere near humans. So no one really does. So yeah, it's odd that she would be dead at this point. But they also can now. They also confirm that Mace Windu's dead. Sorry, Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> that would have yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, as far as the Force ghosts are concerned, I, I think that maybe that could have been done well. I also think that it plays into the end where you have Luke and Leia show up, but Ben's not there. Yeah, and, and I th- Anakin's not there. I like... thought, well, I thought it was going to mirror Return of the Jedi, right? So I thought we were basically going to see Luke, Leia, and Ben, right? Were her, kind of her connections to the Force, yeah. right? And he didn't show up, and I don't know why he didn't show up. Well, I mean, they're like none for you. <laughs> no Force goes for you. Yeah, I don't know. That is actually kind of a good point. I didn't even think about that until you said something. I kept waiting for it. Like when they, they the two of them, and I'm like, and go. <laughs> and it didn't and happen. It didn't happen. Go. I was just yeah, expecting no. it. So we haven't talked at all about the Luke scene. Correct. Um, where he has actual weight as a force ghost and can catch things. Uh, it was kind of interesting that when she threw the saber away that he caught it and brought it back to her, which was, I don't know if that was a slap in the face to oh that was definitely abram's giant middle finger yeah that's what i kind of think maybe that's showing you know luke you know growing i'm like he's a ghost he can't really grow but this is this is a what i thought that whole thing because he has apparently some sort of physical capabilities as a ghost i thought that whole thing was going to be a setup for the last scene where those kids can all go and harm palpatine right um well and based on what you was saying i guess that was the case right but then I don't know. It was just a weird thing that they established only to not have that pay off at all. I really think it was just to be like, Luke would not have actually done that. Yeah. Right. Cause Mark Hamill didn't like it. JJ Abrams didn't the like fans it. Didn't like the it. fans didn't like it. Johnson was the only guy who thought that that was funny. Yeah. And so, funny. um, that was just their way. It was a retcon is, is what that was. Yeah, just like the f- entire first 20 minutes of the movie. 
Well, there's a, there's other things yes. in the movie, but yes. Um, but it's a cool scene. I that felt more like Luke, yeah, than than the Last Jedi did. And I'm not saying that he couldn't be the way he was in the Last Jedi. I just this felt better, right? And sometimes it's okay to just have a movie feel better. It doesn't always right. like a movie doesn't have to make you uncomfortable, right? These are not like. These are not real life intense dramas or anything like that. These are sci-fi, sci fi, sci fantasy operas. Yes. Right. Um, I did like seeing him raise the X Wing, though. That was a very. Yes. I like that. Finally, like he could do it. Right? Yes. Like, that's totally what that is. And that's Plus, I think X Wing's were my favorite ship in the entire. When you see, like, you know, that's the classic X Wing. It's not the new Resistance yes, X Wing. The classic X Wing. It's just such a beautiful ship design and it timeless. Is. So, yeah, I always like seeing the classic X Wing. But even the newer X Wings are cool. Yes. Poe's X Wing that he had in Force Awakens was cool. Um, but in the Dark Horse Star Wars comic, uh, they were the there was a black squadron of yeah. black X Wings, mm-hmm. and those man, I want to see a real one of those. They're very um, cool. But yeah, the X Wing, the X Wing has always been my favorite Star Wars. You really see a bunch of classic ships too in this. You see the B Wings come back. You see the Y Wings. Mm-hmm. You see A Y Wings are always one of my favorites too. You see Y-wings a bunch of great. Uh, like you know when the they kind of pan the ships. You see the Ghost from Rebels. You see a few Mon Calamari capital ships. You see. It's not. Um, it may not be the same ship, but you see a ship of the same model as the Razor Crest. I'm looking from forward. Mandalorian. I'm looking forward to seeing when that comes out on you know 4K. All people picking out because I'm sure there's oh, like yeah. there's probably an Enterprise somewhere way in the back, just as J.J. Well, Abrams yeah. going. You know, well, because Star, Star Trek has done that in uh, Star Trek: First Contact, the Falcon shows up yeah. really, really, really quickly he, well, in the JJ board Abrams battle. R two D two in uh, the first Star the, the Trek, the two thousand nine, yeah, yeah. And, like the debris or something. So there, there's that back and forth. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if some Star Trek ship showed up in the background. I just want a high res like cover photo for my Twitter and Facebook of just all those the ships. ships. You know, because I'm a ship guy. It's part of why I love science fiction. Mm-hmm. I love ships. They, they are characters to me, right? Yeah. The Falcon is a character yeah. to some extent. It wasn't used as well in this one as i might have liked but it was fine like nothing really stood out to me as bad it just didn't stand out as good either exactly yeah yeah so finally what do you guys think of how it ended with ray on tattooing do you think it brought it full circle i think that's what they're trying to do uh yeah i mean that's definitely what the goal was i'm just not sure about the why um because why did those sabers need to be buried on well and and on tattooing like right there because i mean luke didn't really belong there and Leia was never there. And so I'm not really sure other than like to hide them, but couldn't you just destroy them or throw them into a sun? Like, I don't really know. She wouldn't destroy them or lock them up somewhere where like you have control of it. Like what's the goal? Yeah. Right. I think she was putting, putting that legacy to rest, maybe putting it to peace. I don't know. It was really cool seeing her there. Like beyond all this, like seeing Luke, you know, where it all started. Yeah. uh, The, the moisture farm. It was all really cool. And, and it, you know, a lot of this film, the reason why I enjoyed what I enjoyed was because of the nostalgia and seeing these places again, you know, all these years later. Um, But yeah, that scene was a little weird. And then the random person walking up and going, who are you? Like, well, because that was to solidify what I think is a very interesting message for the movie that I don't want to be overshadowed here. And the message of this movie, the actual baseline message is that you can choose your family. Yeah. And that's a very interesting social message for Star Wars to pump out well, in the that, last film. You can film. choose your destiny, too. You can choose, you know, your destiny is not written in stone. Well, that's always like the choosing your destiny thing has been there since, yeah, since the beginning. Because I mean, that's what Return of the Jedi is, is Anakin right. coming back, right? But the idea that 
you can choose your family, that she's choosing Finn and Poe. She's choosing Luke and Leia. She's not choosing Palpatine. Right? You can choose who your family is. That is a very important message, especially in today's age, where a lot of people are starting to really believe that, that maybe just because you're blood related to somebody doesn't necessarily mean you owe that person more than somebody who does truly treat you like family as someone who's you know a part of the lgbtq community that hits home like no other because you know we always talk about you know in the community of our chosen families and that's what ray did she had a chosen family exactly that's yes exactly that's what it was so i thought that was an interesting message that's a good message i I thought it was just a really clumsy way of getting there like somebody just randomly walks along this this moisture farm that's obviously way out in the middle of nowhere (laughs) with some weird creature am i a horrible person to like when i was like just thinking in my head when uh she was burying the sabers like they're gonna see like uncle owen's skull just like somewhere like in the hole oh jeez that's that's messed up that's (laughs) that's that's dark is that really Uh, bad that's dark i'm like the set the set decorator could have a blast with that the problem is they needed her to say her name right right but i just feel like disney with all the money that they have probably could have found a better way to do that i'm not disagreeing with you i just i'm not mad at how they handled it i thought it was a nice little send off. it's cheesy but then again like there's a lot of cheesiness in here and some of it's good like poe and, and finn are just a joy together and that was a like a married couple that was a good cheesy so okay i do want to talk about that for a minute i love those guys so so much and i love the three of them together they're just they're great they have good chemistry together i'm a little bummed they didn't go that direction so are they um they're very mad too and i know that zori's in it but poe could be by right like it doesn't have to be you know, all one direction. Oh, yeah, no, but Oscar Isaac, of, like, he really wanted them to be boyfriends. And that he said, and even John Boyega was like, we were kind of setting that up in maybe Force Awakens, but then Last Jedi, they said no, so... It kind of disappointed me, because there there is Star Wars's first same-sex kiss, but it's between mm-hmm. a character with no name who had one line and a character with no lines, and it's not in the foreground, it's in the midground. She was in The Last Jedi. I don't remember her at all. She was the one who was, like, Leia's second-in-command. She I thought was that one, was Haldo. Well, or she was the one who introduced everyone to Haldo, and then she was on the ships and everything. She okay. was still, like, still like a very pretty back, minor back character. character. When, when you have these two guys who are your leads, whose actors want to do it, whose chemistry clearly says that it's believable, and if you're gonna put it in the movie, like that's the natural I place agree. to put it because nobody, no one's in a relationship, right? Finn didn't go with Rose. Poe's not with Zori. Neither of them are with Ray, so like you can do it. You're not going to hinder any other plot threads right. by doing it. So I don't know. I felt like that was a little bit of um, playing it safe on Disney's part. I agree. Which was, um, you know, speaking of kisses. Well, before we get to that, <laughs> we, we before gotta, we, we get to mention, that, we can't. I'd like to this. say something about that. Uh, the the beyond that dynamic. Did you do we? Did I just completely miss whatever Finn's secret was that he was supposed to tell Ray? He never did. I they assumed... said that there was no plot threads left at the end of this movie. That's a pretty big one. I assumed it was him saying like, "Hey, I think I'm force sensitive." I assumed it was, "Hey, I've got a crush on you, or I'm in love with I you, love or you. something like that." I, I, when they're sinking in the sand, that's exactly what I thought it was. And then the more he used the force, the more I thought maybe not. But it's definitely one of those Didn't two he make things. A... I, uh, at the end, I was thinking maybe he knew that Palpatine was her father because he said that Leia knew, didn't he, at one point? And it, I'm wondering if that was it. Kylo said Leia knew. 
Okay. Maybe I don't, that, I don't think right Finn knew. Okay. No. That was going to be a bit of a stretch that no. he would know. Kyle yeah. said that Leia knew and Okay, that's where I was Luke confused, I guess. Knew. And, so it it, didn't, and that was the point was that it didn't matter. Right. That they still were going to raise her as right. Leia own. chose her. It's, yeah. Okay, yeah. now we can go to your thing, Ian. Okay. I just want to The incestuous kiss. Was it incestuous? We're not going to get into that again, but... Um, the possible incestuous but so, kiss. So here, here's the real problem with the scene. It is not supposed to be funny, but when he dies... It made me chuckle. I I belly chuckled out loud reflexively. Was that you? Yes. I thought it was Zach. It was me. And I apologize because it's not supposed to be funny. So like when he like disappears, you mean? No, 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 no. When he like falls back. Oh, okay. Because the way it was shot is, you know, he's bringing her back to life. And it's super cool to see a guy who was on the dark side do what is implied to be the light side ability correct right it's like the opposite of the electricity essentially right Mm -hmm. and you're seeing him do this and it's his big redemption and you know there's that big moment and they have the kiss and ray's really excited about the kiss and i'm glad that they're going to be happy and then he dies and it's very romeo and juliet which is still like romeo and juliet is still kind of a lame concept and they were like 14 year olds in romeo and juliet so like in this one the like to have that big moment and everything's good and then he just falls over it was so did just, you expect him not to die then i expected him not to die because i expected because how i saw it was that he transferred the yeah. rest of his energy to her and that's why i'm not saying it doesn't make sense or it's not consistent with something in the movie the way it was shot and or edited together the beats landed in such a way that it, made it you seemed like a joke. It made you tee And I laughed. And that sucks because Ben is great in this movie and Adam Driver is fantastic in yes. this movie. And Daisy Ridley is phenomenal in this movie. And it's neither of their performances that caused that problem. It was a it timing ending, thing. Yeah. And that bummed me out. Um, Ryan, your thoughts. <laughs> my thoughts are that oh, I didn't have... I can't say that. Are you a Raylo? <laughs> Are you a Raylo shipper? I was shocked at that, but my problem was not necessarily with the kiss. My my problem was that Ray should have died and Ben should have lived. Uh, I think that would have been more impactful to the story that Ray makes the sacrifice and that Ben, having been redeemed, now can move on, carry on the legend of Skywalker. This the movie's called, and I get that there's the message, right? That's important, but I think that in terms of like the actual story and impact that would have been made more sense for me if well, she had just stayed dead. I like that idea because then literally Ben solo, Ben Skywalker almost is rising from the ashes. It is right. Skywalker. You like know? he's literally a Skywalker. Yeah. But, I think that would have been very good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, don't I know. so I felt the kiss was very forced. Like, because, you know, they haven't had like any romantic chemistry really at all. Uh, did you not watch the Last Jedi? Yeah, but I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> well, not, like she didn't like she wasn't like in love with him. Kind I don't of, know. Like, they were both chemistry. sweaty, and he was shirtless, and she was staring <laughs> at him. God. So I'm pretty sure that's sexual chemistry. It, I'm surprised no. they didn't like use their force powers to do it right it's there. Everyone on the I, Enterprise in the original series, right? like Shatner's always shirtless. <laughs> sure. But they I all just, slept with him. So. I just felt like it was very forced and very like not needed. It's not needed. I can agree that it's not needed. I don't think it was forced because I, I do think that that's what they were playing into for the last two movies very much, even in, in, in the first one a little bit. Um, I just I, I like your thought on that, though, Ryan, I th- especially since there isn't another one and this is yeah. it for this cast. Right. Then you don't have to worry about the next story. You have to worry about this story. And that's a rare thing to know that you only have to care about this story. And that probably would have been 
a, 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 a more emotional, stronger end. To Plus, have him you cr- have... like crying over her dead body, unable to save her, seeing her sacrifice. And you would have had Han and Leia, you know, their sacrifices, you know, do, mean so mean much something. more. Yeah, well, I mean, it did mean something, but you know what I mean. No, but also, I mean, it was like you. the third red herring death in the movie, you know, because they killed Ray. But then raised back again, you know. So I don't know. I think it would have been all around better if they had done it that way. But and Palpatine is—he's officially dead now, right? No. Well, we thought he was officially dead last time, so who knows? That's the problem. Like we—I don't know why he wasn't dead the first time, right? Like he can get killed by a bunch of force lightning blowing up in his face, but him getting thrown down a shaft and the Death Star exploding wasn't enough to kill him. So, right. So I like, mean, it's a weird thing. And like, so my assumption is that he recreated himself the way he was able to create Anakin. But with that said, why would he recreate himself with such like a beat up body that needed help? So I don't know. I don't understand. I think the implication to, to solve this problem was that, that he was on the life support machinery, right? Like yes. clearly that was what was keeping him alive. Oh yeah. Not the force. And so when they, when that's destroyed that he's now actually, make, but he doesn't need the machinery because he steals the life force from the two of them. He's off that machinery in the final bit, bits of that. He's yeah. back. He's essentially back to form pre return of the Jedi. Yeah, He's like, episode you know, three Palpatine, give or take. Right. And so, yeah, I'm not I don't I need to know how how he, quote, died the first time and came back to have any idea. If I hope really they explored dead. in some kind of either comic book or video game. Well, and it's kind of cool. That's why I have that problem with the whole thing just showing up in the fr- first crawl that he's back, you know, back. It's they made a huge mistake not having J.J. Abrams or somebody like a Kevin Feige that said, OK, we're doing this. This and well, this in the three movies. Well, let's, let's be Don't fair. Don't deviate from these three. I know what happened. Okay. Well, so, but that was the plan. J.J. Abrams decided to walk away from that you plan. You could have other filmmakers. I'm saying that if you yeah. had somebody that wasn't making the film, like Kevin Feige, yeah, that's yes. in charge and has, you says you have to hit these story beats. You can do some other stuff in there that you yeah. like to do, but this is what the plan is and we're sticking to this plan. I understand. That I, would have been better because this should have been yeah. two movies. Probably. Yeah. 100%. Or, yes, I... It could have been a three, maybe a three-hour movie. I don't know. I don't know. I think the, the the Palpatine thing is the problem. And again, it's that's really the fourth like death that's not a death that yeah. happens in this movie, really, right? And it's like that's a problem for me, and it's a problem with kind of Disney stuff recently is that nobody ever dies, and the more that that happens, the less I'm gonna feel invested in those characters. Yeah, because even right now we're talking about you know, uh, did Palpatine live? Palpatine died. We don't know. You know, until the next whatever Star Wars project is comes out, and they're like, right. you know, let's put Palpatine in here. So the next movie they have said will be in 2022, I believe. So they're taking a little bit of a break. Obviously, we have the, you know the Mandalorian, we have the Obi Wan series, the Cassian series, Clone, Clone Wars, Wars is back. All that's coming back on Disney Plus, and we're getting some great TV streaming stuff. Movie wise, where do you guys want to see it go into? I know you really want. You wanna, know what I'm going to answer. I know what you really want to see. Which is the older public. Yeah, something in the older public. Which I, the more that theory is explored, the more I, I do like that. It's just everything is cool in the older, like, all this technology that we've seen in the current Star Wars movies is awesome, right? Yes. And really neat. But how cool would it be to see a Jedi that was limited with his lightsaber used by a cable going to a battery pack on his belt, right? Like, that adds another level of skill that they had to have. Um, you know, or armored Jedi, mm-hmm. Jedi that, you know, needed armor because they were warriors. Yep. They weren't monks. Um, so, you know, think, I, I just think that everything could be much deeper lore wise. Um, 
than than what the current trilogies were. So yes, that's that's my hundred percent final answer. Always going to be until it comes out, the Old Republic. Or do you want to see the franchise go after this? Exactly that. Or public? Okay. Because here, here's so you the want thing. to see them go back, not forward. Well, I, I don't. I don't want anything during what we've seen anymore because I don't want the Empire hanging over any of these. So more, what's better than thousands stories. of years before? Exactly. Know? Because when you go forward, when you go forward, now you have to come up with a bigger, badder bad guy than Palpatine. And that that can get annoying. Right. This this would free you from all of that junk. You know it's all going to happen, but it's so far away that it doesn't have to be connected to. And any they can of it. plant seeds in those movies that can, you know, or something. Because if you jump forward, if you don't jump forward a thousand years or something like that, then there's always the wake of what did the Empire do, right? Right? What did the First Order do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have right? to explain this. You have to talk about those things, and you you can't really have that many Jedi. And let's face it, one of the main reasons I like Star Wars is the Force and the Jedi. That's one of the main reasons right? everybody likes Star Wars. Yeah. So what do you? And if you're not bringing back Daisy Ridley, then you're not going to have like her training new Jedi and stuff. I was going to say, right? would you want to see Daisy, John, and uh, Oscar come back in like 30 years and reprise their roles? Like, uh, not Carrie like that. Did? Not like that. Nope. I, would would I be upset if they wanted to do another movie with this cast? No, because right. I really like this cast. But I'd, I'd rather be... have him just cameo in like one of the Disney Plus shows or something. Like even in the Mandalorian, this all they're all yeah. alive during that point, right? Or, mm. Well, maybe not. But like they're, something they're like that. Young, they're kids, but, maybe. Yeah. I mean, but I'd prefer to see what Ryan's talking about. I think that's the better choice. I think it's the more creative choice. I agree. But you know, if those are my if those are my two choices, however, I'd rather have them come back than nothing. Yeah, and I would right? rather I, I wouldn't be upset if they did right. that because I just love the cast. I do kind of it's want a very this good chapter cast. to be closed. Yes, though. like that was the whole point of this movie. We're closing the saga, and so when you bring them back, it's not closed anymore. Right? I agree. I agree with you, and I think that you know doing it the thirty years later thing happened to be convenient at the time, but there were also times where it felt kind of forced. Yes, and I don't want them to have to do that again. So I mean, I'd also be okay with like doing a movie, you know, set, you know, even 50 years before, like, you know, uh, episode one. No, because it's just going to add in like, cause just gonna be, you're gonna just yeah. going to be like, well, how did they get to the, what happened in episode one from here? There's just going to be, be okay. a thousand little Easter eggs yeah. about references to things in the prequels. Like, you got to like, go I want... so far away from these. And it, well, as someone who grew up on the prequels, it would satisfy me. <laughs> well, but like, look at the Mandalorian. Like, I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't listened, but there's so many little references and Easter eggs and nods to the greater Star Wars universe just in the yes, Mandalorian. That's true. Right. And, you know, it. It's pretty separated from the saga, yeah. you know, not time wise, of course, but there's no mention of Skywalker. There's no mention. The only thing there's that's no like, Jedi, really. no, there's the Empire and B.B. Uter. And that's it. And what? B.B. Uter. The child. The child. Oh, Baby Yoda. I thought you were saying like a droid's name. I was like, who is that? You guys, it's not Baby Yoda. No. Okay. Yoda died five years before this. To everybody everybody out there who gets annoyed when people call it Baby Yoda, we all know that it's not literally Baby Yoda, but what else do you want us to call it in normal conversation? That's what everybody says. The child or the kid. Baby child. The asset. The asset, the package. Yep. (laughs) Everybody that I've argued about this with, um, as they've said, we'll just call it the kid. That's what they call it on the show. It's like okay, but like a kid is anything. That's that's a right. young person in Star Wars, so that doesn't really narrow it down. Yeah, it's it makes it it's a normal conversation. Youngling. An unslaughtered youngling. Are there any of those left? Well, <laughs> I do find it funny that Anakin's saber is now forever living in sand. 
Uh, it's course, it's course and that. it gets everywhere. That's why they did it. Yep. That's yep. why they did it. <laughs> um, so real quick, one of Chris's last things you want to talk about was where do you guys, from one to nine, where do you rank this? I can't place it yet. I need to see it again. I, I need to see see this again. I need to see The Last Jedi again. Um, it's not my favorite. I can tell you that much. It's also not my least favorite. As far as the nine, so if we're, we're just doing the saga films. Correct, yes. Um, it's definitely, I like it definitely better than the whole prequel trilogy. Okay. I would say better than one and two for sure. Maybe um, not three. Three I kind of liked, so. I, I I have a lot of problems with three. But uh, I don't really care for the prequels. But that's a separate conversation. So it's definitely better than the three prequels for me. Um, and right now, I would put it above both The Last Jedi and Return of the Jedi. So okay. it, it would be third of the nine. So let's just, okay, let's break it down just these three. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it's Last the best Jedi. of those three. Okay, so the best of the Disney yeah. saga. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Okay. So that's that's where that's I would. I, I mean, put Last it. Jedi is bottom for me, and you know, Force Awakens I enjoyed, but not. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as this. See, it goes nine, eight, seven for me. Okay, Ugh. eight <laughs> above seven. It's so weird. Yeah, it just. I don't know. But you're a prequel fan, so like, I guess I can... Th- things why. get a lot harder when you have to bring, like, Rogue One into the conversation and Solo into the conversation, because right. I, I, I like Solo a lot more than most people seem to. And we we all enjoyed Rogue One as and well. We, so. I think Rogue One is very good. It's a very strong Oh, movie. it was very good. Which, speaking so. of which, we did a, a poll on our Twitter, on the oh. Echo Station uh, Twitter, which, by the way, follow us at Echo Station Cast. Ding! Or Screen Heroes at Screen Heroes Pod. No, follow us first. Battling podcasts. Um, so we did. I'm gonna find it in a second. We're really prepared. But that post credit scene, though, guys. I'm kidding. No, so when, when it finished, <laughs> I leaned over to my girlfriend and said, "Wait for the post credit scene." And she started to, and I was like, "I'm just kidding." There we was... did just sit around because we, we were waiting for the theater to clear out. You know, we we're just kind of watching the credits and stuff like that. But so out of the four Disney released ones, we're not including Rise of Skywalker because this poll came out before that we have the force awakens that came in at 31 percent last jedi came in at 10 percent solo came in at zero percent which kind of sucked because i i did like solo there must have been like eight votes total. but rogue one no 30 votes but rogue one came in we're very a, popular at a 59 percent wow Rogue One is very good. Me. I think so, the thing with Rogue One is I think it just stands really well on its own outside of Star it Wars. And it didn't like compromise the ending in order no. to which which is a big thing cuz this one compromised the ending in my opinion um to make it more friendly for for everybody but well, yeah, and I really expected them to do that for Rogue One. We, re- we reviewed Rogue-, Rogue One way back when, so you can take a look at that. I think it's episode 52 or 57. About 100 episodes ago. It was a long yeah. time ago, yeah. Um so I I just liked it. I I like I like this movie a lot. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Now on Screen Heroes we do letter grades usually, and I always start with Ryan. So Ryan, I, don't know why. Oh, I was going to ask you out of like ten Death Stars, what do you get this film? We do letter grades yeah. on Screen Heroes, but we don't do Death Stars. But Death Stars are better. But we no. that, what we do is movie reviews, man. Yeah, so that's there's our thing. two of us here and one of you. So all we we are going to beat you in this one. <laughs> So you I, can answer in Death Stars. If I'm you using want. Death Stars. We all, so we always start with Ryan simply because it, then it goes Ryan, Ray, and then me because I'm usually the one asking. And yeah, so I just go last. I don't know. It's tough for me. I would. I like off the top of my head now. I'd probably say like a B minus or a B. So, Ian, nine Death Stars. Okay, so an A. <laughs> a, a, a. a or a minus yeah uh, and then so for me i'm somewhere between a b and a b plus okay. um somewhere in that off. in that range uh again I'd, I'd like to watch it a second time uh because it's just there's so much happening in there's that a lot to take in um on my, my gut tells me b plus you know 
but I, I feel like maybe this is the kind of movie that might not do as well from future viewings. So we'll I'm to seeing see. it tomorrow, so I'll, I'll let you know how it is. Let, let us yes. know if it decreases. Um, also, okay. thank you guys, because this is considered the Echo Station season finale. For Ooh, us. us too. So this is our season finale, and then we're obviously going to wrap up The Mandalorian on our Mandafetso, and then wrapping up Padme's Closet, which are two separate miniseries. But as the main channel, this is our season finale. Well, we're happy to bring you out on such a high note, having the two of us <laughs> I with know. our wonderful opinions. Oh, I couldn't book anyone else, so. Well, it's, all, it's also <laughs> the, neither could we. It's also the season. Trust uh, me, I tried. <laughs> it's the season finale of Screen Heroes as well. This is uh, our 185th episode. I don't know how many episodes we have. Which is pretty so, cool. Seven, so. I think. We have. Well, I mean, I've been keeping track because we're getting closer to 200, and I, I've got some ideas for that one to make it yeah, kind of fun. party. You're not invited. So. But, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, we are. We are sw- I'm not what Chris is. We are right. way over time, hitting the hour and a half mark here. Yeah, we're about so. as long as the movie at this point. Um, let's go ahead and, and wrap things up. Ian, why don't you close out the Echo Station portion, and then I'll close out Screen Heroes. Cool. Uh, so you can find us at Echo Station Cast on Twitter. Drop us a line. We love interacting with you guys. Uh, follow me on Twitter at IR Turner. You can follow Chris at the Dirt Witch. Um, we love talking Star Wars with you guys and all that stuff. And then you can find our podcast wherever you get your local podcasts from. Yeah, I'll do that spiel because it's the same for both. I was to say but... I'm gonna let you do it. So, uh, and we're Ryan and I are from Screen Heroes. You can find Ryan at Buster Props. Ray, who uh, cannot be here with us tonight, is at Siren Ray. I am at the Star Trek Dude. You can find the show at Screen Heroes Pod. We are on the Heroes Podcast Network, HeroesPodcasts.com. You can subscribe to all of our shows on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict. You name it, it goes on and on. So happy uh, happy holidays, happy new year. We'll catch you guys in 2020. May the force be with you. Always. I know. <laughs>